to Don't Fall, Please Call. A self-help guide for student nurses by student nurses. Hey everyone, welcome back. Yes, welcome back to our podcast. Episode three now. I know it's so insane that it's. It, I feel like it's gone so quick. It feels like just yesterday that we were planning out. <laughs> it's, it feels so, like yesterday when you reached out to me and you were like, "Yo, yo, be-, be my co-host." <laughs> and I was like, "Let's do it." <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, that's so crazy. And like, I th- it's so easy for us to just record too. So it's like helped the distance between the two of us and not having to worry about, you know, like, oh, Skype, oh, we've got to record at the same time. Oh, no, oh, no. So For sure. Yeah, so- I, like, I had no idea this existed and I'm so glad that it does exist because now I'm, I'm like, like, how many podcasts would probably be made with this? Like, a few, I'm assuming. Yes. Oh, for everyone, we're um, using an app called Anchor. Yeah, mm. very good. If you'd like to start your own podcast, would recommend. <laughs> Yeah, would recommend it. All linked up to Spotify. It's fabulous. Yeah, it's amazing. It makes our life so much easier. I know that. I know some people have said about being on Apple, but yeah, do to Apple. We have to figure that out. We do. Yes, we definitely do. I don't know if we have to like pay for it. I think it'd be worth it. I'm not really. I think sure it would be how it works. We need to investigate that. Yeah, we need to put our critical thinking hats on. You know. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, so update on our lives um right now. We're online uni for the rest of the trimester, which is not the best, but you know, it's better than nothing, I suppose. Yeah, we totally could be told like teachers don't even want to teach you, so um you're getting no classes and you just gotta do the content yourself. Like Exactly, that would be (laughs) that would be Terrible. <laughs> the worst. Absolutely terrible. So oh. I'm glad that they haven't done that to us. But yeah. it's sad to think that most of our degree will be online. I know. It is, isn't it? I mean, like, we're lucky as a cohort in the health um, part, mm. what degrees and that kind of thing, that we are still able to have our practicals and our sims on campus, but they just have to they have to bunch it all up together because we've what we had two lockdowns in the past mm. couple of weeks, and so that's mean meant that our sims have been pushed back, and now they're still yeah. together. And it's yeah, you just don't really have as much time to focus on things as a single. Um, yeah. Ill, so but that's okay. At least we do it. Well, well, yeah, and like, like I think I feel bad for the people who are doing medicines and the other practical unit only because I found medicines is like really good to have like ask questions and it's good to be in groups with people yeah definitely and I definitely also think like the fact that um community nursing has like simulations but no hurdle like I would be so stressed right now knowing yeah because I booked into the sim center and did like a couple practices like I practiced catheters and drain tube removals yeah, um, the week leading into my um hurdle. So I, I do feel for everyone who's got a hurdle mm. during this try. Yeah, definitely. Because I think they sent out an email announcing that we actually on all campuses, like not just in Melbourne, because right down Melbourne's the only place that's really locked down mm. in Victoria. Um, but we'd like even people in Warrnambool and Geelong couldn't go and and book the sim center to practice. So they yeah. really have been like no. No, COVID, no. COVID, no. Go away, COVID. Um, yeah. I guess, like, it'll be interesting to see, like, what happens after they say that, you know, 80% vaccination, less mm-hmm. lockdowns, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, I really hope that it just all falls into place now that everyone's kind of getting on the bandwagon to get vaccinated and, you know, there's more availabilities because I know AstraZeneca has now been approved for people over 18, which is great. Um, yeah. So, you know, you're not just waiting around for Pfizer and they're bringing in the Moderna vaccine as well, I think. So there's yes. options for people. I what, what vaccine do you have? I had Pfizer. Yeah, I had Pfizer too. Yeah, yeah. I think Moderna is very similar to Pfizer. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. 
but I think also to anyone who's like wanting to get the vaccine mm-hmm. um if you're gonna you know get research make sure it's peer-reviewed literature make sure you're reading stuff that is I don't know <laughs> Yes. scientifically correct yes please i don't want any of you on an anti-vax website all right no, literally that's <laughs> so bad Make like a just, informed uh, decision yeah exactly and i i think maddie and i are both big believers in making an informed decision and educating yourself on um things before like really for sure. not necessarily making an opinion about it but before making a choice for yourself yeah making that informed decision and yeah. that informed choice um and I like I know that a lot of um like my friends here on res are like oh you know like pretty keen to get the vaccine but especially we're really worried about AstraZeneca which is mm. understandable um because it was all over the media and you know it's just blown up into this whole disproportionate kind of situation. The media well, really stuffed that up for the vaccine rollout. I think literally. Time, I think it's it okay. definitely frustrating. And, like, the thing to remember, too, is that you're more likely to be in a car accident or I think mm. they said, like, in a shock attack than mm. get a blood clot from AstraZeneca. Like, Absolutely. Like, you be really unlucky. But more oftentimes than not, a lot of the people that have blood clots actually have comorbidities before that. So there's an explanation for why that could have occurred. Absolutely. And, again, make that informed decision. Yeah. Um, speak to your doctor if you also um are concerned and because like a lot of people have been worried because of the you know women to women contraceptive pill like mm-hmm. I think the risk of blood clotting is higher yeah. than this vaccine and I think if you take the pill already that's something you can consider and think yeah. to yourself well I do take the pill so I'm already at a risk regardless yeah exactly um, I think it's like one in 100,000 clotting on the pill, but like one in one million or something clotting with AstraZeneca. Yeah, exactly. Like something so common as the contraceptive pill, people just, you know, take all the time and just don't think twice about it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not as scary as what it's made out to be. I can promise you guys that. Yeah. And it's so quick. Yes. Get vaccinated. Yeah. Get vaccinated. It's done so quick though. Like the vaccine. Oh yeah. Did you find it was like really quick? She was like, "Go wait." And I was like, "Um, have you literally given me the shot yet?" And she was like, "Yeah, go wait." It was yeah. like the easiest needle I've probably had to experience, honestly. Yeah, except <laughs> I, my arm was so sore for days. I think like some of the side effects are probably a little bit grueling than what you're used to. But if mm. you had the flu shot, it's yeah. I found it was similar to the flu shot, just a little bit more extreme. Yeah, I agree with that, definitely. And I definitely, I, I don't know if anyone um, follows Nurse Melina on Instagram. I love her. She's so lovely. Somebody asked her a question saying, um, I don't know if I want to get the vaccine because I'm worried about the side effects. Mm. And I felt like saying, you shouldn't that's not why you should be worried about the vaccine like you shouldn't be thinking oh I don't want the cold after and that's why I'm not going to get vaccinated yeah I think um that's not what the point of it is it's the the point of it is to protect yourselves and others more protect protect others in a sense yeah those who can't get a vaccine Mm -hmm. um because of you know pre-existing medical conditions and stuff like that I just think um you shouldn't be worried about the headache or the cold after you get the vaccine. Definitely. Because, like, in the grand scheme of things, it is a small little blip in your life that Absolutely. can extend your life, really. Because I think a lot of the people that are hospitalised at the moment with the Delta variant have, haven't been vaccinated. Absolutely. I watched a um, docuseries by the New York Times, and obviously this is in America, mm-hmm. but um, an ICU filled with COVID patients, none were vaccinated. Yeah. And most of them passed away. Exactly. And I think that that should make you worried more in the sense that if you don't have this vaccine, you could die from this. Exactly. You're more likely to die from COVID yeah. than the vaccine. Exactly. And there, that just goes back to making an informed, informed decision yeah. to protect yourself and protect others, people you love, people you care about. 
I think too we might even link that um if you have the link for that Maddie we could link that in our little description for the podcast I think it'd be really interesting if anyone's interested to yeah for sure that. um and you know we might even link a couple of websites like I know um the World Health Organization has a lot on the vaccination obviously um mm-hmm. and it, it's really eye-opening there were some things that I didn't know about the vaccines and the process at which it goes in because obviously it was rolled out really quickly but it did go through all of the processes of what a normal vaccine would, but just at the same time, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think what we'll do is we'll we'll link them below if anyone's a bit um, hesitant. Yeah, hesitant, nervous. You know, kind mm-hmm. of like know what they're getting themselves into. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're both really big advocates for vaccinations and getting the COVID vaccine, and I know it's not mm-hmm. the one, but. We're advocates on this podcast. We all about it. All about, all about it. it. All about it. Yes, well, that was our little tidbit. <laughs> little, I think it was important to say just with what's, yeah. every, what's going on in the world right now. Oh, I definitely. Feel like that was totally important to talk about. I agree. Sounds good. Um, what do you? What are we talking about this episode, Maddie? You you let us know. Um, today we're going to talk about getting ready for placement and feeling a part of the team. Yes. I think we'll quickly touch um, on where we've been on placement. We have talked about this before, but mm-hmm. um, let's reiterate. Where have you gone on placement, Bella? Um, so I've been for two of my placements. So my first placement, I was in Portland, and the most recent one, I was also at the Portland Hospital. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really recommend. Rural placements have my heart. Um, yeah, it's a really great way to start. And then I had another placement in Geelong, which will remain unnamed because we're going to talk about it in a later episode because I didn't really have the best experience. Um, yeah, and I don't really want to, you know, change the opinion of the of this facility for people when, you know, my experience is just my own. It's it's not mm. – doesn't mean everyone's going to have it. For sure. I think um, I got a question on our Instagram about, like, negative experience on placement. Yeah, And I guess, like, we can talk about them, but our negative experiences might not be your negative experience. Yeah, um, exactly. And it's not something to take away from placement. Um, obviously, if it's something distressing and it bothers you, then definitely, you know, talk about it and, um, so, you know, let someone know. But yeah. um, placement um, isn't, like, about the negatives. It's all about the positives, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's mm. so important is that you focus on, the positive things that you take from placement rather than the negatives because it's just going to weigh you down. And, I, I mean, for me, I really, from that experience, really, really lost my confidence when I should have been mm. focusing on the good things that I did while I was there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, where'd you go? Um. So I went to a hospital that I won't name as well. Mm-hmm. Just um, not the whole of the like the whole of the health organization, just one facility I went to didn't have mm-hmm. a great time. Yeah. I was there for three days and that placement ended after three days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I've technically done four placements because I've had to do a makeup. Yeah, true. Yep. Um, and because of the fellowship, I've done all of mine at Epworth mm-hmm. and Epworth Richmond. Yes. Um, so I've done ortho, neuro, and then most recently cardiac, which mm-hmm. I've loved all of them. I love yeah. all the people on those wards. They were so lovely. They yeah. were good placements, good placements. And yeah. all city placements. And a lot of variety too, though, like within the different wards that you've been in. Yeah, for sure. I've, um, I'm going to think probably towards like when I finish, like in third year, I'll probably have to redo like one of them in a sense. Like I'll probably have to go back onto like a orthopedic ward or back onto a cardiac ward. But like... Mm-hmm. I'm excited, I think. I would be definitely keen to return back to the cardiac ward. Yeah, yeah, you've said that a lot, which is amazing because I, I think you said in an earlier episode you never thought you would want anything to do with the heart because of yep. past experiences. I was definitely like, no, that situation would make me so sad. I couldn't yeah. do it. It's not for me. But you get yeah. on, like I got onto that ward and I think a lot of it, like which we'll go into, is like I felt a part of that team. Yeah, definitely. And I think that definitely had pushed me to be um, wanting to show them how great I was. And so I had to put aside those feelings of 
um grief and just get on with it like Mm -hmm. you know show them like look how great I am like I can take out a cannula do you want to see me do another one like (laughs) please um, let me do your antibiotics (laughs) oh you want me to go watch an angiogram sure I can go watch an angiogram (laughs) oh it's so true though and it just it and that I think that's what makes placement so worth it is when you get praised from your buddy nurse or from other nurses around being like oh she's so great like she just I know I found with my um last placement it was Mm. just you know my buddy nurse would be like oh she just does everything like I just I don't have to do anything meds and you know all the other procedures that I need to be there for otherwise she's her own patient load like it's amazing I remember like literally the same thing happening to me she was like I don't have to ask you to do anything like I go and get ready to do a bed and you've done it, you know, yeah. like, or a patient needs to go to the shower and you've put the towels in there and you've just come to ask me to help you them get them out of bed because they're to assist. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's kind of weird, you know, they want you to be at like assisted or above. Yeah. So yeah. like totally do the things you can do independently, mm-hmm. but always if it's an assisted thing that you're like, oh, ask for help don't fall please call guys exactly ask for help that's so important and I think we've written down in our notes too Mm. um just if you're unsure about anything because I know like with COVID as well oftentimes and not we haven't really practiced the skill as much as what we would if you know times were normal for sure in the sim lab so if you're unsure about something before you do um I don't know, for example, um, a cholexinate injection. Yeah. If you're unsure, um, ask your buddy nurse, clarify, make yeah. sure, which also I feel like empowers your decision and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Empowers sure. your decision, but emp- empowers your practice as a student. <laughs> I definitely think, um, like, we'll get into this. Yes. Um, maybe we could go. Let's go here now. Yep. Let's do a little roundabout. I think when you're gonna like ask questions and stuff like that, um, it's definitely really important to think before you ask. Yeah, I agree with that. I think you know every like buddy nurse you can have is gonna want to be there to support you. Mm-hmm. Um, and some occasions you know they might not. Yep. And don't be diminished by that. Like it is, a, it doesn't feel great, but mm-hmm. I think that's when you need to say, like, I'm going to ask this question, which I kind of already half know. Maybe it might be a great idea to say, hey, um, I just want to like cover some things before we start. Um, can I hop on a computer and Google something? Yeah, or use prompt and look up the um, mm-hmm. what's it called? The I can't think. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about it. <laughs> um. Oh my goodness. What is the, what is the name? What's the word? What do you do? You mean medic? Are you talking about medication? What are you talking about? No, no. Like using prompt, as in like on the computer. Like you know how you can use prompt for the um. What's the word? I don't <laughs> I know. Word. I, I don't think use the word. that. What you've never used prompt? I don't use prompt. No. Um, but like going into like the the computer the procedures what's the ah, what's the word like you can get a whole file on the um um oh like how to do a wound dressing like how the the proceed like the code of like the procedure for the specific hospital yeah but what's the word called ah i can't i have no idea i i think it's like practice code or something at work i literally have no idea you watch i'll think about it later and It'll come up in another episode and I'll be like, oh, that's the word. That's the word. That's the word. Well, I guess like what I guess we're trying to say is like, you know, you can never ask too many questions. Exactly. But um, I'm a firm believer on like there aren't no silly questions. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes in the world of student nurses, like you might not think it's a stupid question, but they might like as a buddy. Yeah. And so it's just important to, you know, like if it's a dressing mm-hmm. and they're going to put like a um, hydrogel on it yeah. before you go like, why are you putting a hydrogel? Think back to what you already know about hydrogels and think, oh, you know, like we want to keep it, you know, moist but not dry but not mm-hmm. too much, you know, 
mm-hmm. try and think about that and then ask a question that's more directed um, to, so the patient has this and we're using this. Is it because of this? Yeah. Before we um, go into being like, well, why is it that? Yeah, definitely. And I think that gives your buddy nurse a lot more confidence in you as well as a lot more confidence in yourself when they say, yep, that's exactly right. Exactly. And like they're probably going to say, that's exactly right. Or you could totally use this one as well. And then you've learned a new thing as well. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like with wounds, they might even say like, "Um, it's probably because of this, but like we have a wound care nurse and she picks it out for us or something like that, you know, and then you go, okay, right. Yeah, exactly. And I think too, like just reiterating, you know, asking questions and yes, there are no silly questions, but it is all about the timing of your question as well. Mm -hmm. While you're in with a patient, if um, your buddy nurse is explaining a procedure to a a patient, you're not going to cut in and be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. You know, you're going to wait out of the room with your buddy nurse and be like, oh, can you explain this to me a bit more? I didn't really understand. Mm -hmm. Or... um, even especially like before a procedure, like you said, with the wound dressing, yeah, putting on a hydro grip or, or I don't know, any any other type mm. of dressing that maybe you're not as familiar with, but just really clarifying again with your buddy nurse why you're using it, how you're using it, and mm. just yeah, just that to also inform and and um, make your patient just feel really at ease mm-hmm. to know that they're instead of just you know doing it I like personally to explain to my patients you know this is what we're putting on um yeah it's gonna help how blah 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 blah. um just to let them have confidence in you and know that they're being looked after again person-centered care that's exactly what that is absolutely which is so so important because the the worst thing is you know having a nurse that doesn't speak to you oh yeah yeah so 110 percent. i think like it's totally like agree with you totally important to um ask before because you don't want to confuse that patient if your buddy's explaining the procedure to them and then you're in there like oh do you also do this yeah exactly oh you know like and it's important to ask questions but again yeah totally right take it to the side Mm -hmm. um and like I don't know if it's the same with placements you've been on. Mm-hmm. I've always had facilitators who've always said like, I know they say like you're not meant to have your phone with you, but like I've always had buddy like my facilitator once said to me she was like I think it's important that you have it so you can say like hey, um the doctor like explained this procedure to me um mm-hmm. rah 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 um I don't really know what it is can I just Google it yeah exactly don't have access to a computer mm-hmm. um and I think if you're you know using your phone on placement is only beneficial if you're literally using it for research and stuff like that yeah definitely don't condone sitting on your phone during placement no but I do think you know if you have a facilitator that's okay with it keep your phone on you only because you might be like oh I literally am so confused on this procedure I just want to look up um, Deacon, like look look up my Deacon sink and find this procedure that we did and so I can just go yeah. over the steps. Exactly. And I think it's so important to like using that time after handover while mm. you're doing your time planner for the shift to yeah. look up what your patient has, why they're in hospital. Yeah. What it, um, and then it just it enables you to learn and, again, empower yourself and understand why why you're giving the certain type of care to this patient mm. and um yeah just to, it, it helps link with medications as well I found like a lot of the time oh yeah on placement um in June I used my phone a lot to search up medications because we mm. at the Portland hospital they have cows which are computers on wheels how cute, oh, cute. <laughs> instead of like using um paperwork like they still have their patient Mm. folders and that kind of thing but it's you know all the notes and that kind of thing and vitals or whatever is done on on the computer which is really handy so a lot of the times all the computers are used so Mm. it's really easy to pull out your phone and I know with Deacon we're connected medicine's handbook um like we have a login with them so it's so easy just to look up if you're unsure about a medication or need to jog your memory about it to just look it up and be like oh that's what it is. I understand. I know why I'm giving this to my patient. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm a 
firm believer on like don't give a medication unless you know exactly why you're giving it yeah um and like because also your buddies gonna ask you that they're gonna say like why are we giving this exactly what does this patient have yep that's right oh, it's an antiarrhythmic but like what do they have mm-hmm. why are they why have they been given this yeah exactly you need yeah. to like understand that like oh they have as and exactly. so you say, oh yeah that's why because we're trying to put the heart into an all rhythm yeah it's, it's good to um use the tools that are given to you by the uni and by the hospital for that fact definitely yeah worth not even like definitely because i'm in the fellowship definitely get um a lot of like um support mm-hmm. but even to the other people who were on placement with us who were um not in the fellowship they had the same access to the clinical education center and the library upstairs yeah yeah um which like oh the library at Epworth is so cool it's like on yep. the top floor yeah like, looks over richmond oh mm. it's really cute it's really sunny oh, I love that. Fun, fact. fun fact fun fact about that <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um yeah i guess on with questions, I guess we could go into knowing the energy of your ward and, and your mm. Um, I think it's really important. This is really important uh, about feeling a part of the team. Yeah. Uh, just be yourself. That is something that I just push, push, push. Be yourself. Mm. Be professional, but be yourself. Um, and, you know, your buddy nurses and, and the nurses on the water, you're going to have so much more fun if, mm. you're just, if you're just yourself, if you look interested um if you're keen to learn um everything like that like there's no need to feel like you have to put on this persona or this personality Mm. of a student nurse you know what I mean like it just it doesn't you don't need it just be yourself because that's what you're gonna be as a nurse and you're you're practicing it you you can't I just I'd feel so fake going into a patient's room and pretending to be somebody I'm not like I think Mm a big part of um my student nursing and something that makes me proud to be a student nurse is that by being myself I can develop a lot of good rapport with my patients and have that connection which I think is so important I definitely think you know those first maybe like even if you're on a longer placement maybe that first week or if you're on a shorter placement that first couple of days Mm -hmm. you're gonna be nervous you're not gonna be absolutely all yourself exactly I think because you're gonna be like I don't know that nurse's name but um she's close to where I think the pan room is um oh should I ask her oh maybe I'll just find my buddy then you run run back you can't find your buddy and you're like oh my gosh she told me to get a pan three minutes like 30 seconds ago and I haven't found the pan like like, and I think you start off like that and I think for me you know my next placement isn't with Epworth yeah yeah and it's only a week but mm-hmm. a part of me is a little um, nervous Yeah, yep. because I've been able for the last placements to step on the ward, know exactly how the wards are laid out, mm-hmm. know exactly where everything is, um, and I don't have to go through that awkward, like, um, where is this? Like, yeah. And I think um, I definitely um um agree like on a firm believer of like once you get your feet on the ground yeah yeah be yourself exactly I'm super bubbly like I talk 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 yes um which like everybody I've had has always been super lovely and Mm -hmm. like yeah like where are you from like what you know like yeah um and so it is hard for me when I do sometimes get a buddy who doesn't like to talk to me Mm because I'm like okay cool like you don't like talking that's great I will shut up (laughs) then you're just like sitting over on the side like I have a question I need to ask but like do I ask it they don't like talking like exactly (laughs) yeah but I think like that's definitely you know once you get to know the people on the ward Mm -hmm. if you know a nurse on the ward that you've worked with before you can say like hey I'm working with so-and-so um and I just find out I just couldn't ask her the question could you help me out yeah, and exactly. a lot of the time, like they might be like, because I'm, I, I'll, I'll tell a story. Okay, great. Last placement, I was working with a nurse who I'd previously worked on a different ward with, mm-hmm. 
and she remembered me and she was like, I remember you, you know, but she was a lot nicer to me on the last ward and she was awful to me that day. Oh. And I was like, oh, and part of me was like, maybe she's having a rough day. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it for her. Anyway, I made kind of, I guess, friends with one of the nurses by the end. Yeah, yeah. Like, every morning she'd be like, I'm having Maddie. Like, oh, can Maddie work with me? Like, I'll take Maddie. You know, she was really, really lovely. Mm-hmm. She's definitely, like, one of the nurses I'll totally remember. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I said to her, I was like, hey, can you, like, just, like, give me, like, I'm this is how I felt on this day with this nurse and I just want to make sure like was it something I did in my practice that day do you think or and she ended up saying like no she's going through a really rough time at the moment like I don't think it's anything to do with you it's just definitely just something you know she's just been, not been very nice to everyone she's just having a really rough time at the moment mm-hmm. and it made me go like cool yeah it's not just me yeah it is just she's having a rough time and I can't say to her oi you have to be my buddy you can't have a rough time no exactly um, and I think that, you know, leads back to like, you know, you might feel the energy of the ward and if you have one person who doesn't feel your energy, don't stress because you don't know what they're going through. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly that's that. when you have a bad day on the ward, your buddy might be like, why are you upset? Like, hey, what's wrong? What's upset you? Mm. And they might go like, oh, was it that patient that yelled at you? But it totally could have been something different that happened like on the way to work that day. Exactly. You know? That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, on I had a pretty similar experience on my last placement I hadn't worked with his buddy nurse before um Mm. and I don't know I think she was just really quiet it wasn't it wasn't that she was having a bad time or anything I think she was just very new to having a a you know a student fellow Mm. which was totally understandable and I had her the first time I had her I just I I think it was probably the second week of our four-week placement and I just yeah it just really got me down I was um I wouldn't say like good friends but like pretty close with some of the other um nurses on the ward I mean we, we were there for a month like you mm. make connections with the other um nurses and that kind of thing and this nurse in particular was a new grad and she yeah. for a sec to help do something and I just said to her I was like I don't know if I've um done something wrong or like what's going on but uh, you know my buddy just won't really talk to me Mm. like oh you know she's a bit like that she's just she can just be a bit shy like she'll warm up to you Mm. like okay no worries um and she's like just you know keep asking questions keep doing what you're doing like you're fine I was like Mm. no worries that's what I can do and I had ended up having her a couple of times during and that during that month and she was lovely like she became one of my favorite buddy nurses by the end of my placement absolutely it's just she's so knowledgeable and just was amazing but yeah like she just you know just needed to warm up to me so yeah yeah it's really important not to be discouraged by that and you know you are going to come across some buddy buddy nurses that just don't want to have a student and you know they hate you for it but (laughs) you you take it in your stride and you you learn from it and you move on and I think it too uh, it, it teaches you not to be like that person when you're a, yeah when you you become a buddy nurse in the future <laughs> I think one thing that I've found when you have a nurse who maybe um doesn't really want a student mm-hmm. is I find that they're good days to practice um comfort care um uh, yeah. like those kind of skills like that buddy nurse might not want to sit down and do an IV with you yeah definitely and, like, that's a good day to say, like, cool, I've done a lot of IVs this week. I've done a lot of dressing changes this week. I'm going to be productive and still have a productive day without coming into too close contact with a pa- like with this buddy nurse and say, you know, you're going to do their meds because that's definitely important to do. Mm-hmm. But you're going to change their sheets. You're going to offer all of those patient showers. You're going to go to the patients who aren't your four patients and speak with the team and say, like, hey, does that person need a shower? Um, yeah. And just, like, because those skills are still just as important as starting IVs and giving clexanes. No. Um, it's totally still important to understand, like, how you're going to shower someone. Maybe they have a cast on. Like, what equipment are you going to grab to protect that cast? Exactly. And that's one of the first things we learn is mm. you know, how to speak to your patient, um, basic hygiene, that kind of thing. And, mm. you know, obviously uh, – having a shower and being so vulnerable in front of someone that you don't really know 
yeah or who's mostly a stranger to you like make it a good experience for them like I know when I shower patients I make sure to um allow them to do as much as they can independently which is what we've Mm. talked in a previous episode about um but also you know making it an enjoyable process for them so that's not what they're worrying about like you know if they're sitting in the shower chair give them a nice back massage with the cloth with some soap run the Mm. hot water on their back and oftentimes I've had patients be like oh that is lovely that's so nice and Mm. you know thank me after their shower oh I feel so much better Mm. Um, yeah just make it a time to get to know your your patient you know hygiene doesn't have to be awkward I think a lot of people steer away from it especially in aged care Um, oh yeah you know it can be so so daunting for people but it's really not it just becomes especially after your first police one I think it just becomes second nature because that's what it is it's I mean it's your Mm. job you're providing care to this person and um yeah instead of just making it awkward and uncomfortable for them you make it the best experience that it possibly can be absolutely absolutely yeah um which I think is so so important and then that also brings that connection together with your patient Mm. you know they trust you they um get excited when you're when your buddy nurse has them um in their in their round like their patient Mm. meaning that you'll be looking after them and um giving that comfort care as well I know there's been times that it's been really quiet and I'll, I'll just go into a patient's room and sit down while they have dinner maybe and sit in and yeah. you know if they're distressed I know while I was on my last placement we had a lady who had um vascular dementia and she was really quite young like in her 50s and was you know it had progressed mm-hmm. quite a bit so she was very confused where she was a lot of the time and would get pretty frightened so I'd walk past you know her room and she'd be like oh can you help me and I'd just I'd go and sit in there and she'd be like Mm. hold my hand and I'd say of course I can and I'd just I'd just chat to her for five minutes and and you know just make sure that she was okay and she was comfortable. Yeah absolutely I think um, that's a great way to um, upskill in that area and try um, be there for um, patients when like you don't really want to be around um, that certain nurse yeah definitely. it's totally important because maybe that you never know that patient might feel the same way you never know yeah exactly that's exactly. And be like I agree babe <laughs> let's hang out instead yeah literally <laughs> I'll come here and color in with you like literally <laughs> or something like that I'll come sit next to you while you read your book or I'll I'll make your bed and have a chat to you while you're sitting in the chair like you know and probably oftentimes they're not they really appreciate it and you don't even realize you know it's just bringing that humility back Mm. into the hospital setting and and just making them feel human again I guess and and well because often when you're in hospital you just feel useless absolutely I think this is like a good jumping off into um, one thing that I think is super important about also being on placement Mm -hmm. is making sure you look interested at all times. Definitely, yeah. I think if you don't look interested, you know, I never see my facilitator talk to my buddy nurses, Mm -hmm. but she must because... how would they know otherwise? Literally, but, like, I just, like, I don't know if it's the same where when you do placement, but they normally come up to... They come up to me first yeah, and they'll be like, who are your patients today? Mm-hmm. Debrief me on all of them. Give me handover. Yeah. So I hand over all my patients to my buddy and then, oh, not to my buddy, to my facilitator. And mm-hmm. then she'll go back to me and be like, all right, so why are you giving this drug? Why can you grab me the chart? We're going to talk about, you know? Yeah. 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 And I've never, like, I never see her talk to my buddies, but in all my like assessments, she's like, works amazing with her buddies buddies give high praise buddies love her like you know what I mean I'm like yeah talk to them yeah exactly so you go um I was gonna say anything (laughs) off (laughs) wow I guess then what I was gonna say is like so looking interested like during placement you know relays back and they can say like I remember we had a like another girl we were doing placement with and she was mm-hmm. so lovely but she said oh my 
assessment wasn't great and I was like oh why you were great she was like oh they said like I like stood there and did nothing sometimes mm. and I was like mm, yeah well <laughs> uh, cool. it's never great no I think like because it just shows that like are you getting the most out of that eight hour shift yeah. are you getting the most out of that 12 hour shift and I think it gets particularly hard as well when it's really quiet and you know all your mm. ne- all the nurses on the water sitting in the nurses station and doing their own thing or just having a chat or having a cuppa or whatever mm. you can use that time to look up procedures and look up patients mm-hmm. and inform your learning and you know increase your knowledge of because I I mean a lot of the time I I know for my last placement we had forms um for our buddies to fill out and it was like yeah improve on and often they'd look at me and be like um what can you improve on and I'd be like just put down like medication knowledge like you know enough (laughs) I think like Definitely, like, in those down times. You know, it's also great, like, maybe if your buddy nurse is just sitting there doing nothing, maybe you could be like, hey, do you want to, like, debrief or something? Or Because yeah, at least maybe, like, if your little cat walks around and she can see you're having a conversation saying, like, oh, that procedure was really difficult, but, like, I definitely want to try it again sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, like, you know, it doesn't always have to be research, which is also super important. Like, learn your abbreviations, learn your terminology. Definitely. Um, try and, like, relate pathophys to certain um, diagnoses. Mm-hmm. But it's also totally important that, like, maybe um, you can debrief with your buddy. It might be a good time to do that. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Because you're not always going to be able to do it at, you know, between 2 and 3 o'clock when handover's happening. Yeah, that's right. That is exactly right. And I think too, like quiet, if you have like, uh, you know, it's not a particularly busy shift, but mm. you never know, it can get busy. Get your notes out of the way. Yeah. Do them or, or start them. Start writing early. You're going to write um, or write down notes about your patient. Like it's, I think it's so important to just put as much as relevant information as you can in your notes. And, you know, you might forget it. You might be like, say, take mm obs and their and their blood pressure is a bit higher than normal for them mm. um you would note that in your notes and that you've your um mm. make sure you know retaking their obs to ensure that it's not it's not something that you yeah. should be concerned about remember if you didn't write it down it didn't happen it didn't happen that's exactly right and then that also comes um account in importance with i know when mm. i was placement we had one of the um education facilitators come and talk about um times when it was so important to have written notes down like uh, I think she had yes three cases or something where the coroner got involved um Mm -hmm. and she was fine she was safe because she she noted everything down she documented Mm -hmm. everything and she saved herself in a you know a situation like that which is so so important Absolutely. Remember, if you're doing paper medication charts, sign everything off. Yeah. Like, don't go, oh, yeah, I'll sign it in a second. No, sign it as you put it in the cup. In the cup. My thing. Yep, I do. Like, as soon as you've popped out that ramipril, it goes in because you don't want to give someone, like, four things of ramipril because no one signed it off, you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's super important. Super duper. Super important. Yeah, and just, you know, if you don't think something is nece- necessarily um, important to put down in your patient's nurse, ask your buddy nurse, you know. Yeah, exactly. They'll be able to tell you because there, there are ways where you can include a lot of information in your notes in a small amount of text. Like, mm-hmm. for example, talking about um, a wound, like, uh, mm-hmm. say, dressings changed, dry and intact, um, you know, blah, 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 and then for even like a IV line, um, grade, whatever, um, mm. you know, that kind of thing. There, there are ways and abbreviations so that you don't feel like you're filling up the whole page with just words. Absolutely. Like using um, abbreviations like passing urine in the toilet, Yeah, you know, that goes into an abbreviation. Yeah. Um, atrial fibrillation, that goes into. AF. Um, yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think like. That's totally something that, like, to make sure that you are looking interested, mm-hmm. totally, like, when you're doing your notes, have Google open or have yeah. maybe a couple of abbreviations that you already know written down so you're yeah. ready to put them in. 
Yeah, I agree. Like, even it's as simple as putting, like, um, you know, bowels open, so B-O for, yeah. for, you know, if they've gone to the toilet or it's especially if you're watching, you know, what type of stool they have, you know, mm. type five, for example, um, yeah. just to make sure. Like, just writing that down on your little sheet, um, your time planner is so, so easy. And then when you go to look at, you know, their vitals for the shift mm. kind of thing. Um, you see it there and you're like, oh, that's what I can include. Like, especially if you're a bit lost for things to put in you. Because sometimes patients are just cruisy. Like, absolutely. <laughs> go into in the shift and take their obs once and go and check on them, but they're fine. They're really independent. They've mm-hmm. had their own shower or you've had to get them, you know, a clean towel and a wet washer or whatever. Um, yeah. And they're just so cruisy. They go, walks on the ward. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like you. You're a good patient. <laughs> Yeah, you are great. You are great. You make my job so. We, we definitely should do a bonus episode and we'll quiz each other on different abbreviations. Oh, I like that. Yeah, let's do that. I think that would be cool. Yes, because I know that there's. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Are pretty straightforward, and you're like so clueless. I know I'm a bit like that. Oh yeah. Like voiding in toilet, or what was it? Yeah um urinate whatever it is I, I looked at it on my last yeah. placement I said to my buddy nurse I was like what is what does that mean and she was yeah. like, oh avoiding in toilet and I was like oh <laughs> I was like oh yeah, that's right. why I always say um like I always use p-u-i-t like yeah passing urine in toilet like yeah. urine and stuff like passing urine in toilet yeah that's why I, I was like what is that <laughs> Um, another like great little thing that like I always do to look interested on placement mm-hmm. is I go around and I'll see like we do team nursing at Epworth. Mm-hmm. Always go around and say like, hey guys, is there anything I can do for you? My um area is pretty quiet. We're pretty covered. Mm-hmm. Um, do you need to like go and grab a coffee or go to the toilet? I can help. Um, yeah, I can sit that. here with. Um, and like you know, a lot of the time they're normally like. Yeah, we're like pretty chill as well. Don't stress. Or you get the one time they're like, "Yeah, we're super busy. Can you go to patient? They haven't had their bed changed. Um, can yeah. you do it?" Yeah, exactly. And that's when you just go like, "Absolutely, sure." You just run back to your buddy and say like, "I'm gonna help do beds in um zone two. Yeah, go, absolutely. Thank you so much. Like they'll appreciate it. We appreciate you um doing something as they're sitting down, and they'll relay that information back. Yeah, exactly. The facilitator and say like, "Oh, she was great. Like she went around the ward asking if anyone needed a hand today." Yeah. Um, because we were quiet. Yeah. And it allows you to learn and have a better experience on placement too, I think, instead of just, you mm. know, being like, oh, I'm so bored. Exactly. So, yeah, just really take it as an opportunity. Take quiet times as an opportunity to further your learning, to help yeah. Just because your side of the ward is quiet doesn't mean the other side of the ward isn't. Yes, you know, exactly. If could feel like she's been run off her feet all shift because she has, you know, three particularly non-independent relying on mm. her to, you know, do their medications, do feeds, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so just really, again, look interested and, and feel interested. If there's something that, exactly. you, that you want to see, like talk to your buddy nurse about it. For sure. Like... I know Epworth is really like, or at least cardiac, that ward I was on was really great at being like, hey, we're taking out sutures in room, um, so like room 27. Yeah. Um, grab all the other student nurses and we're all going to watch. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Um, and that's like definitely like if you are thinking, you're probably seeing there, you're like, great, something to do, you know, <laughs> like um, that's totally something that you could go around even to other but he'd be like, hey, do you have any interesting procedures today that I could watch? My section's a little quiet. And they might say, like, hey, we're actually going to take a patient to theatre. Have you been to theatre yet? You could come. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I had a patient who was going for an angiogram and I'd already seen an angiogram, but mm-hmm. I knew one of the other students hadn't yet. And I yeah. said to my buddy, should I ask if she's allowed to go watch an angiogram? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she was so grateful. And then she's like, thank you for letting me have your patient. I was like, no worries <laughs> enjoy <not> problem <laughs> no exactly like just because you've seen it doesn't mean that everyone has like for my mm. um I know neither of us have put in the catheter yet <laughs> no oh my gosh I'm so, um, so, so nervous I know same um 
yeah so it just kind of mm. you just look out for each other that's a kind of thing too on placement as well is to remember yeah. the other student nurses that are on placement with you um and yes. build that rapport with each other and that connection with each other because you know you get mm. friends out of it really absolutely for sure 100%. Uh, yeah and I think that's what makes um student nursing so beautiful is that you know although we all have different aspirations um following our future in nursing and, and different interests and different icks for that matter um mm. But we are all in the same boat and it's just so nice knowing that there is someone there who is at the same level as you and is probably absolutely shitting themselves as well. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't fall. Please Play golf. Play <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. I think we've talked about everything really about getting ready for placement and feeling a part of the team today. Exactly. And, like, if you guys have any questions, um, always know that we have – our email that you can come to and um, put some questions down. And mm-hmm. now we yeah. have the Don't Fall Please Call Instagram page. Yes, we do. I finally got onto it because I've been lazy. <laughs> I've been so lazy because it's been the uni break for us. So I've just mm. lapping it up. Absolutely. But yeah, we do have um, Instagram accounts. It's the same as our email, just Don't Fall Please Call. No spaces, no capitals, no whatever. Mm-hmm. One block word together, basically. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you'll get updates on episodes when our episodes are out. Um, we might even – I was thinking maybe we could do, like, question time. Absolutely. Story and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so send in your stories, send in your questions. We'll be more than happy to ask and to share. Um, yeah, we're just really excited to see where this is going to go. I'm really proud of us, I think. I too. Like, after, you know, three – now three main episodes and a bonus episode, mm-hmm. um, like, the love we've received is – uh, like incredible yeah um and like I've gained a lot of new friends through nursing with Maddie because of the podcast which mm-hmm. I call my followers my friends because I love it we're all friends in this like yeah, we are that's right this little you know happy family we call nursing mm-hmm. um and just really really grateful for everyone's support I think you can probably feel the same Belle oh definitely 100 mm. percent um next episode we're hoping to have a special guest whoop, whoop. so exciting we're very excited for you guys to meet him it's just a lot of organizing when we're all free at the moment really <laughs> absolutely there's like so many things going on in everyone's lives that yeah. we just gotta like think about and contribute to so yeah um hopefully that goes ahead for us yes we're really hoping so um and we'll be talking about being a student nurse in the pandemic, which is obviously a very interesting topic that not all mm. nurses can talk about because obviously they haven't been a student nurse in the pandemic, but I think it's a really great subject to touch on. Um, and I'm excited about our experiences and especially for, you know, student nurses that are in their first year and haven't been on their first placement yet because of the pandemic. Uh, yeah. Just know what to expect and that kind of thing. We're here to support. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, for listening. Thank you so much, guys. Yes, we will see you in our next episode, hopefully with our special guest. Yeah, woo! (laughs) See you guys. Thanks, guys.